Hey there, welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes, biz soul nudger and mindset coach for highly driven, soul-conscious women age 40 and over, just starting or transitioning in their business. I support them as they work to get out of their own damn way to find out exactly what's causing the stuck so they can move through it to build their business, their wealth, and their lives in a more authentic, true-to-who-they-are way. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into what it takes, the mindset, the energy, the capacity, and yes, the confidence to grow a successful and thriving business your way. You'll also hear conversations, or as I like to call them, interviews with women who've taken the leap into entrepreneurship in this their second season of life, sharing their inspiring stories of how they shook things up and took the risk necessary to get where they are. My wish is that you will be inspired and motivated, but also that you're armed, informed, and enlightened by the words shared here to help you come back to yourself. This is Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. Let's do this, shall we? There's a lot of talk happening right now, particularly in the coaching sphere about energy, our energetic capacity in particular, and how it affects us in business. Okay, a little truth bomb here. I've never been one to follow trends at all. Ask my kids about not getting to wear the in clothes and shoes whilst they were growing up. So this truly is coincidental that I'm talking about it now. Because last year, when I first thought of creating this series for the podcast, it wasn't a thing. So productivity, what is it? And why do you need to pay attention to yours? This concept about working hard all started in the 16th, 17th century with the Puritans. Yes, I'm going there, but indulge me for just this quick minute. They believed that hard work was akin to attaining one's salvation. The harder you worked, the closer you got to God, the ultimate reward. Fast forward to the Industrial Revolution. I told you it was going to be a quick minute. And the newly defined discipline of work. A strong work ethic meant that employees would do whatever it took to complete their assigned task in a timely manner. All of this led to how productivity came to be measured today. Productivity equals total output divided by total input. The more efficient and the greater the input, the more output that resulted. In the 19th and 20th centuries, this was the formula that a lot of companies use to measure the productivity of their employees. So no wonder these days when we start in business, this is the concept we've inherited and still tend to use, that our productivity is defined by the results of our input. So it also goes to reason then that our output defines our self-worth. Hmm, something to think about there, right? In episode four of the podcast, I talked in depth about detaching our worthiness from our productivity. 
We've been sold on the supposition that what we do and how we do it is in direct correlation to our worthiness as females, which then dictates any rewards that are due. How do we turn that around, this foundational idea of what productivity should look like for us? And therein lies the rub, right? That word should. How do you step into the role of CEO in your business based on the framework of the formula productivity equals output divided by input so that you can be as productive as you can to grow and scale your business? But at the same time, wanting to fully embrace your autonomy, your business is your baby. So how do you square the two? Adhere to the old way of being productive, but with the need to do things your way, yet not knowing exactly what that most proficient way is? You can't. You either fully embrace your autonomy so that you can define what your productivity for you and your team, if you have one, looks like, which at the same time has you risk sticking out like a sore thumb because you're doing things differently, right? Or you fall deeper into the camp of ingrained thinking about hustle grind work, which inevitably leads to a constant battle between you, overwhelm and burnout. In his new book, Effortless, Greg McCune shares a story about an employee of a large corporation working endless days and all the weekends to make sure that their input was never questioned and their output produced excellent results. Working longer and harder was the only way to this person's success. In his book, McKeown writes, quote, It doesn't help that our culture glorifies burnout as a measure of success and self-worth. The implicit message is that if we aren't perpetually exhausted, we must not be doing enough, end quote. Oy. But he continues, there are times to push hard and times to rest and recuperate. I totally agree. I'd like us, female entrepreneurs in the 21st century, who are coming into our own in our second stage of life, to choose this second way of working in our business, the business we've created. And more importantly, I think, to consider the toll on our bodies that working longer, harder, and exhaustively to achieve one's objectives or rigid goals does. Not to make too fine a point on the subject, these bodies of ours are that much older. We need to better care for them for the long haul. Now I'm sure the Fortune 500 company CEOs would balk at this consideration. That's okay. What they think matters not a whit for your business. What matters is how you choose to operate. So let's get back to what productivity is and why you need to pay attention to yours. Because push, hustle, grind cannot be the only, or for that matter, the best way for you to be in business. In its most simple, simple definition, productivity is the way you get to an outcome. That's it. Put another way, it's how you go about doing a thing, a task, an activity, a thought process, to reach, preferably, a positive result. 
In business, this looks like doing the work, whether that be admin or client work or marketing, to maintain, sustain, and grow your business, and over time, continue to increase the revenue it brings in. So why do you need to pay more attention to the way you do your work? Because it affects everything. Your daily work, your mindset, your interactions with both your audience and your clients, even your personal downtime. In episode 11, I shared the NG Audit Workbook, a resource to help you discover the way to utilize your energy most effectively throughout your workday. And that part right there is key. The purpose is to understand your energy, to get a more clear picture of your flow throughout your day and your week, to understand the ebbs and flows of your energetic capacity, how much energy you have at any one time in relation to the tasks that will be utilizing that energy. And then using the data you've collected over a period of time to structure and schedule your day for optimal productivity. That's the Energy Audit Workbook in a nutshell. So that as you approach a task, any task or activity, you are enhancing how you work rather than detracting from it or the task at hand. This information then becomes the backbone, the foundational basis for how you work that then improves your overall work pattern. This includes, but by no means is an exhaustive list. Things like setting daily, weekly, or quarterly goals, feeling confident about and sticking to your boundaries, or even knowing when certain energy draining tasks can be effectively completed. Gaining this true perspective of how you best operate is a key component in your long-term success in business. But please know that I am not saying that without this resource, you cannot be successful in business. Absolutely not at all. But it certainly wouldn't hurt to have this information on board, especially when unexpected circumstances arise or your workload begins to exceed your capacity for completing it. Societal norms would have us believe that working harder is the only way to get more done. And that means we are prone to excessively pushing ourselves. For the vast majority of us as business owners, we are the sole employee wearing all the hats. Working this way, we can definitely pay a price in wanting our business to flourish. Your most efficient way of productivity relies on four integral elements that, when combined, produce optimal flow. These four parts are, one, your ability to strategically plan your day and week. Two, knowing the most effective time to perform these tasks. Three, staying focused on the task at hand and four, working in a consistent manner to get the job done. Now the energy audit I created is the perfect tool to address the first two elements, strategically planning your week and knowing the most effective time to perform certain tasks. As a solopreneur, 
I think one of the best ways to address the latter two is through co-working. For the last year, I've been meeting every week with my Power Up crew. The consistency and focus for all of us are phenomenal to witness each week and, frankly, to be a part of. Not to mention being a part of a community of women who support you with anything you bring to them. Come to think of it on that last one, I'm going to add one more element, a more specific bonus component of numbers three and four, which is know your non-negotiables. But I'll address this later, plus additional time management strategies in one of the upcoming episodes in this series. Being a part of the camaraderie of female entrepreneurs, the majority of us in our second stage of life fills our souls in a way we really hadn't expected and now cannot do without. And that got me to thinking, I want this for other women as well. When we start a business, we are consumed with getting it right doing everything ourselves to nurture and grow the seedling of an idea and turn it into a business that serves the audience we strive to help or produce a product for. But sometimes it is a lonely path we walk. What if it didn't have to be that way? What if the biz life of female entrepreneurs could be different? lived within a village of sorts, that village being a co-working cohort. We go our whole lives doing for others, making sure their needs are met. What if one of the ways we can meet a myriad of our own needs would be to join a co-working group? So what does co-working provide? To name a few, consistency, Commitment, opportunity, that's only the first three. It also provides focus and accountability and community. One of the challenges we humans face is thinking that we must do things ourselves. We must continue to struggle alone, to be strong and do it with all our mental faculties remaining intact. COVID, however, has shown us the opposite, that we need more human contact. Yes, we are capable, but we don't always have to do it alone. Co-working for business, it just makes sense on so many levels. Okay, so I cannot hold it back anymore. In June of this year, doors will open to the first Power Up Cohort membership. Yippee! I am so excited to be able to offer a space to come together to work, to support one another, to bounce ideas off each other, and definitely always to laugh. One of my stated strategic priorities for my business last quarter was to have fun. I will continue on that streak because business needs to be fun as well. I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can get on the wait list. I've been working behind the scenes, y'all, making magic happen. This new venture of mine, of ours really, is about to burst onto the business scene. But do me a favor, please. 
Be sure to share this episode and the podcast with your friends, your colleagues, your mama, and your auntie. Plus, you and your biz bestie, go get on that co-working waitlist. Alrighty, till next time, be brave, be bold, stay badass.